The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set. Give yourself a hand or take two. They're small, tiny in fact, teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. My name is Rex, and if you study with my eight-week program, you will learn a system of self-defense that I developed over two seasons of fighting in the octagon. It's called Rex Quando. I need a volunteer. Okay, you'll do. Come up here. Bow to your sensei. Bow to your sensei! Okay. Now I'm gonna give you one chance. One chance, people. Grab my arm. The other arm. My other arm. Okay, now watch this. I'm just gonna break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. Now, in addition to what you just saw, if you study with my eight-week program, you're gonna learn these things first off. Rex Quando, we use the buddy system. No more flying solo. You need somebody watching your back at all times. Bob Seska. I don't know what we're yelling about. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is. Thursday, March 23, 2017, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we are brought to you by, it's quite simply the best soap in the world, BubbleGenius.com. I was just talking to Paula, just talking to Paula from Bubble Genius. We were telling uh, swapping Chez stories. <laughs> if only you could see what happens behind the scenes. All right, we're also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you want free legal advice, head over to thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chess. He'll help you out, especially if you're being sued by Donald Trump. Or, uh, by the way, you can just click the link of the podcast page if you can't remember that there. So. Wrong. All right, so uh, we got a massive show today. There's lots of things to get to, and and we're only going to talk about probably a third of what <laughs> I have on this list here. But before we dive in, let's do this. Yep. <laughs> you can hear him giggling. Yes. <laughs> he loves to giggle. Uh, let's bring in our special guest today. You know him as the news anchor for the old Don and Mike show, not to mention the old Mike O'Mara show, which is not old. It's actually still happening. Uh, and you know him as the official voice of this show. He's also the anchor of Buzz Burbank News and Comment exclusively on the Realm Network. It's from the right. Realm Network, realmnetwork.com and buzzburbank.com. Please welcome my very good friend of 25 years. Oh, my God, it's Buzz Burbank. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Studio Audience. I'm honored to be here. I really am. I've been excited about this. Yeah, me too. I, I've, I've wanted to get you on the show for, uh, God, well, since I since I started the show. You have dusted me. You have left me in the dust. You are far more <laughs> about that. Uh, well-known and respected than I am, and I couldn't be more proud 
And that's one of the reasons it's such an honor for me to be here. It's so great. It's so great to have you here, my friend. And uh, we have so many things to talk about as far as God, yes. p- politics. So, but I mean, th- for the show today, we're going to talk about mainly politics. But what I wanted right. to do was because there's so little time, I want to have you back on on the after party tomorrow so sure. that we can talk about all the good stuff, the, the stuff that we've wanted to talk about together on a show in some capacity. Well, we did on your show. You interviewed me on your, on your uh, B- Buzz Burbank interview show, um, but that was years and years ago. It seems like forever ago. About five years ago. Five years and ago. by the way, about the after show, I've had a request for us to recount your Larry King story. I know you, you may be exhausted <laughs> yes. of it at this point, but the, the public is hungry for it. They never tire of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we, we might get to that on the after show. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should talk about that because that was so I prank called Larry King when he was eating lunch at Duke Zebert's back in like, oh, God, it was 1993. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And he got he wasn't so happy with me at that. No, uh, at but that, that was point fine. Time. It worked out well. <laughs> and uh, and weirdly enough, that was brought up by one of my ex-girlfriends on on Facebook. It's just like. One of those things, this weird, this weird confluence of uh, of names of what's like my ex girlfriend bringing up Larry King and, and mentioning uh, Buzz Burbank. This is so weird. It, it lives in infamy, and <laughs> this may come up in this show, or it may come in the after show, or it may be both and spill over. But we both have had adventures with G. Gordon Liddy, oh yes. who was uh, one of the criminals in the Watergate affair. <laughs> yes, and Watergate was one of the very first stories I covered as a journalist. Oh my in God, the news business! And so uh, things have come full circle for me because, as you know, I'm entering the twilight of my life. And uh, <laughs> no, don't so say, no, don't I, say I began, that. <laughs> I began with Watergate, and I'm going to end it with this Trump character. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, here's there are so many things I want to ask you about with regard to uh, to to Trump and everything that's been going on, especially with the entire fake news nonsense. And I'm not talking about right. the actual fake news, which is something that we we can talk about. I'm sure you have a lot to say about that. See, but here's, I- here's how you know you're already in trouble: is when you have to delineate between the fake fake news and the real fake news. News. That's right. That's right. There, because there's there's Trump's fake news and then there's everyone else's fake news. Right. And and in fact, today he tweeted out uh, this. He said, uh, just watch the totally biased and fake news reports of the so-called Russia story. The so-called the so-called Russia story uh, on NBC and ABC. Such dishonesty, he says at the end there. Yeah, yeah it's going to get worse for him. It's going to get a lot worse. See, remember, I did the Watergate thing. Yeah, this is that times a thousand, mm-hmm. and it's going at about a thousand times the speed yeah. of Watergate. So uh, this should be exciting, and and there are yeah, there's a million things we need to talk about. So I, let's get to them. Yeah, well, I mean that that specifically. I mean let's let's just yeah. dig into that because fake news. Th- yeah, exactly. Well, the the fake news and and Russia and how all this kind of right. ties together now. I've been saying, Buzz, that, uh, and this is sort of just recently when I've come to this realization that because we know now, and I, I think it's fairly well confirmed, at least the the, the level of investigation that that Donald Trump is being investigated for for uh, colluding with Russia to hack the campaign season. And I, by the way, I'm designating it as the campaign campaign season and not the election because when you say the election, then they get all confused and they say, "Well, no, there was no hacking of the voting machines." Well, no one's accusing yeah. them that, and but- that's one of the great <clears throat> problems 
with all of this mm-hmm. is not only are half the people or more not paying any attention, but those who hear it are hearing these names. They don't know who these people are. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's going to be hard to get them engaged in all of this and to help them understand why it's important to them as they go about their lives, working their jobs and paying their bills. Well, this see, now this actually encompasses so many things, including that. And then the other side to all of this is, you know, lost in sort of the news hole right now, lost in the click hole is right. the uh, confirmation hearings for Neil Gorsuch, who's who's nominated for the Supreme Court. Now, I was kind of ambivalent for a good, well, since he was nominated, I really haven't been following the, the Neil Gorsuch story, but there is a there is a Russia element to this. And I want to toss this your way, Buzz, and see what you think of this. Yeah, please. So let's put it this way. If your neighborhood watch chief was being investigated for collaborating with burglars Uh uh, and home invaders, maybe (laughs) who knows, should that chief of neighborhood watch be allowed to continue serving while accused of this? No, absolutely not. And I was pleased to hear uh, today uh, Chuck Schumer said they're not going to do this or they're going to try not to do this. Uh, that Democrats now plan to filibuster yes. this nomination. Uh, how successful they can be, I don't yet know. But I think it has to be done because what are we doing letting a president make a lifetime appointment when yeah. that president is under investigation, a counterintelligence investigation right. by the FBI for collusion with Russia? Yeah. Really? Are we going to do this? <laughs> I know. I mean, really, should an agent of the Kremlin... Right. Allegedly. I'll just throw that in there. Yeah, uh, be allowed to appoint a, a Supreme Court nominee for life. A Supreme Court justice who will sit on the bench until he is dead or decides to retire uh, before he dies. And The sh- hypocrisy is, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, the hypocrisy is deafening. Uh, remember, the Republicans said they couldn't appoint Obama's guy because he only had like a year or so left mm-hmm. on his term. Yeah. And they also said of Hillary Clinton, she could not be elected president if she was under FBI investigation. <laughs> right. Well, as we t- know now, the uh, emails were mostly bullshit. Yeah. There was nothing there. And Trump, who's apparently legitimately under FBI investigation, right. is proceeding. And they're fine with that. <laughs> You know, uh, it's just, it's mind boggling. It's not a little bit hypocritical. It's bizarrely, grotesquely hypocritical. Well, right. And and herein lies the extra layer of frustration, Buzz. And and I'm sure as a newsman, you've been dealing with this and and looking at this uh, very closely, which is this whole other layer of of fashioning their own reality. And I'm talking when I say they, I mean Trump and, and Trump's people. And and part of that reality is the other side story to, to the Russia story. And we'll definitely come back to the Russia story because there are lots of new details about that. We got Adam yes. Schiff. We've got Paul Manafort, uh, uh, a, a massive story from the Associated Press about Paul Manafort. In addition to that, there was another massive story in CNN yesterday about all of this. But I want to jump ahead to the wiretaps, the the uh, the conspiracy theory that Trump threw out there based on uh, on Breitbart and Fox News right. Channel. That uh, that Obama was wiretapping Trump Tower and him specifically targeting them. Either he was saying during the campaign, but it was it was likely from what we heard from 
Devin Nunes during the transition, but it actually didn't happen. And and the point that I'm getting to in all of this is that what Devin Nunes said yesterday, which is that Donald Trump uh, had his communications incidentally collected. And I, I'm fairly certain it was the NSA that did this. This is under the FISA Amendments Act, Section 702. You can do this legally. You can collect the uh, communications of U.S. persons. We learned this all during the Snowden thing. And, uh, and so he said this during a news conference, and then he was asked about it during a Q&A during the news conference, which he then denied. And then he said it was, then it was happening. Did you see this yesterday? He, he denied it, then he said it was happening, and then he, then he denied it again, said it was possible, and that we'll learn more on Friday. And then he runs up Pennsylvania Avenue and presents all of his evidence about the incidental collection of communications from Donald Trump to some foreign target. To, and he presents this information directly to the White House before going to the rest of his committee. We are dealing with children here. Yeah. Uh, certainly that's the case with Nunes, who went running mm-hmm. to the White House, and with Trump, right. who, when cornered, grasps at things like a six-year-old who's been caught doing something bad. Exactly. He stumbles and stutters and looks for some other excuse or someone else to blame or some way of diverting you from the thing he just got caught doing. Right. And and this is the problem. And this this is what brings us back full circle to fake news, which is that what they're doing now, what the Trump White House is doing now, and specifically Donald Trump, and uh, to a certain extent, Fox News Channel. Fox News Channel was on last night saying, Trump surveillance confirmed. I mean, <laughs> and then Trump was talking uh, in whatever availabilities that he had yesterday, saying that he's he feels vindicated now. Now, Beth, don't con me. But it's not. What he was saying is not the same as what actually happened. There's no, no. There's no relationship between these things because he doesn't. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't right, know. Stupid. Yeah, he's, he's, he's ignorant. And he he's, doesn't. He's immature. Right. And because of all those things, which are absolutely clear, mm-hmm. uh, he can't take any responsibility. You can't argue with him. You know, yeah. one of the problems currently with politics, we used to, as Republicans and Democrats, argue about what shade of blue the sky is. Yeah. Now we're arguing whether the sky is blue or green. <laughs> We're arguing. What do you, how do you fight that? I know. What, how do you deal with that? Yeah, yeah. And that's just it. That's the most frustrating goddamn aspect of all of this, which is that no matter what happens, no matter what factual information comes out that further indicts this cabal of, of uh, Kremlin agents, you know, no matter what happens in the news that is circling around them, that is going to take down this administration, they will deny it as being fake news, and then they will take whatever news that does come out that they kind of agree with, and they'll sculpt that to look like whatever their agenda was. Basically, the way they're describing Trump now and and his tweets is that, and this is sort of the conventional wisdom now on cable news, which is that what Trump does is he tweets something and then his staff scurries around to reverse engineer the tweet and find something that might match what he said was fact. We can continue to sword fight with a ghost or try to nail jello to the wall, but it will drive us insane. Yeah, exactly. What I may, my bigger concern is how do we get through to the American people? I do think they will see through this grasping at straws, this lying about things. Mm. That's all going to become apparent to even 
the least attentive citizens. Yeah, yeah. But how do we tell them this story and explain why it's important to them? Yeah. I know people. I've talked to somebody earlier today. Who, their attitude about the Russia thing is, eh, you know, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, I mean, that's what's astonishing about this. I mean, basically... Russia has invaded the United States, and Russia yeah. has used our own people as foot yeah. soldiers in that endeavor. Right, exactly. It's staggering. And, and yeah, so that's what we need to focus on, is how do we get the attention of, as I told you before, it's going to take some patience, but how do we engage people and help them understand, because they are busy. They're working their jobs, they're raising their yeah. kids, they're, they're trying to pay the bills. They can't be bothered with the insane <laughs> level of detail that right. you and I are dealing with every day. Yeah, yeah. Which is why you're doing such a fantastic job on Buzz Burbank News and Comment putting all of this together. You're sort of uh, doing... Am I? I mean, I just don't know. Yeah, I think, I mean, you did a you did an hour a couple of weeks ago where you just assembled everything that was going on up to that point, and that was... Uh, that was extraordinarily valuable. And of course, there are people like Rachel Maddow who are putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, and that's important too. But to me... Second to the idea of who knew what, when, and who did what inside the, the Trump camp, who did what inside uh, inside Russian intelligence, who did what inside WikiLeaks, and so on, and all the points in between. But second to that, and it's a very, very close second. I, you know, I mentioned this the other day. It's that how do we solve the problem of so much naivete? How much uh, how much misinformation, disinformation? is spread throughout social media and that people then blindly accept and then become, as a result of that, again, unwitting foot soldiers for Putin's effort to invade American sovereignty and install well, a president of his choice. It's going to take time, as I said before. I do think that the American people will, as they always do, catch on to this, but at a much slower pace or rate than... Yeah those of us who are covering it do right. i'm not even wonky i but <laughs> yeah i remember watergate and in spite of all this frustration i'm still optimistic mm -hmm. because i saw how watergate turned out and i saw reforms come out of that most of which stayed in place until recently <laughs> yeah uh but i know we can do it again because the challenge at that time was convincing an american public that always totally believed in their American government and would hear no criticism of it, it took a while for those folks to be convinced that there was crookedness going on. Yeah. But how long, I mean, how long can really the, the nation, how, how can uh, the news media, how can our system endure for that? Because, that you know, scary. Yeah, it, it took, it took, a couple of years. It took just over two years mm -hmm. for Nixon to finally resign after we learned about the initial Watergate break-in. And that was two years of something right. that was, as you said at the top of the show, a mere fraction of what we're talking about with regard to, to Russia. Yep. So can can the United States and our, our system of government here and the overall stability of that system endure through you know what could be another couple of years of investigations and 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 uh, you know opposition circling the wagons around uh, donald trump and saying you know you got to step down you got to step down and, and what kind of damage takes place in that period of time that is the risk and that is the thing to be frightened about that's part of the good news bad news about this 
in comparison to Watergate. Yeah, yeah. And that is that on one hand, it's going to take time. Yeah. On the other hand, and, and there's a great risk in that time. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, everything is moving at Trump speed. Yeah. So, and eventually, that'll be a term on Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> <Trump>. just <laughs> Scotty, give me Trump speed. Engage. Uh, everything's happening so quickly. Yeah. We may be able to shut this down faster than we did with Watergate, which is necessary because yeah. the stakes are so much higher. Yeah, and good Lord, it, it is de- every day that he's in in office and every day that he's tweeting and every day he's signing legislation and appointing new members to uh, you know one-third of the federal government. It's creating damage. It's it's but it's buzzing. I don't know if you if, if you witness this. He knows it. Yeah, I know. Of course, he doesn't know it. He believes that what he's doing is great and everyone right. loves it. And it's terrific. It's very, very tremendous. Sorry. That's his whole thing. But I mean, when you were covering Watergate, mm-hmm. what was what was going on with the the pro Nixon people, because I'm sure, I mean, it took him again, it took him two years to drop to whatever it was, 23%, I think with his final Nixon's final approval rating right before he resigned. Well, but, not only were there pro Nixon people as there are pro Trump people, yeah, but back then there was also the America in the middle who believed my country right or wrong, who yeah. believed their country could do no wrong. Right. Right. And yeah. that's the group we had to win over. And it, that part takes time. But again, with everything moving at Trump speed and different and wider communication now, I'm trying to be optimistic. Yeah. And, and just how do you deal with it, Buzz? Dated, huh. I, yeah, actually, you know what? We're going to talk about Harry's Ray. We're going to uh, jump in. How do you deal with it? Yeah. That's just, I'm just, I, I want to get into how exactly you're, you're coping as you know the anchor of Buzz Burbank News and Comment, having to go through all these stories every day and, and be a... Uh, just completely deluged by the uh, the ten- the Trump tennis ball machine just firing, <laughs> and then uh, and then having to turn that off at some point in your day and, <laughs> and proceed forward with you know having a life to lead. Things oh, I'm like- <laughs> very good. At, I'm actually very good at that, and I urge other people to do the same. Yeah, I go for walks. I step outside and look at the sky and breathe the fresh air. And I'm in a lovely place, so I get to see beautiful plants and birds and animals and and appreciate that. And I hang with my friends and I eat good food and I try to enjoy all of that and just step away from it. And in that sense, it's easy to separate yourself. But then I know I have to go back in and and do it again. Yeah. And as you know, the details, the tennis balls, we're what what are we about waist deep now in tennis balls? Yes. yes. They just keep coming. Right. And if you can imagine how difficult it is for the New York Times, the Washington Post, NBC News and so on to keep up with that, I'm one guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is killing me. So far I'm managing to stay on top of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's taken its toll, but you know we gotta we gotta do the best we can to uh, Rise to the occasion. just to swat them down as they fly on by. Because uh, I, I, I've got this theory that well, we'll get into the theory after we talk about Harry's rage. Got to talk about got about talk about a clean, close shave right now. I like always, but I don't know about you, Buzz. Yeah. I am uh, I am completely hairless right now. I've sh- I've shaved off all of my hair using my hair razor razor. I've dreamed of this day. <laughs> Said, you know, Buzz is coming on. I'm just going to do like a uh, Roger Waters. I'm going to do a Pink Floyd the Wall thing and just shave off my eyebrows and and, and nipple hair. By the way, while we're down this road, uh, <laughs> I'm wearing my 
all white, plain white Bob Seska t-shirt today. Oh, hey, and I, I think you should also sell those. Just plain white. Call them the official Bob Seska t-shirt, but they're just plain white tees. <laughs> That's exactly right. Anyway, we put on our t-shirts and we shave with Harry's. That's right. And of course, it's a smooth, clean shave from a blade that glides just like butter. And it comes right to our doors at half the cost of the big name brands. That's what I love about shaving with products from Harry's. From the hefty, balanced handle that fits in your hand to the precision-engineered five-blade cartridges. They come with a lubricating strip, a trimmer blade. I love the trimmer blade. If you've got yeah, because I'm doing a thing now. I'm. I don't know if this is going to pay off. I'm trying to grow a little um, soul patch. Yeah, and and a little mustache. Oh right, you know, you've done works, that before. Yeah, it works so well for Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> but but the great thing about the trimmer blade on Harry's is you can really do that detail work and get yep. it really sharp and looking really good. So I like to say it's for. A hard to reach places and creative faces. That's right, and and you know it's it's actually good for me because I've got uh, I've got sideburns right now that uh-huh. I can trim the sideburns. I can trim that that little hard to reach patch of hair right under your nostrils. You know that one yes. little patch there. That's what it's for. Yeah, it's perfect. Love the trimmer blade and the, the travel cover, by the way. And to and Harry's, of course, Harry's rich lathering shave gel. It all started when Harry's founders Jeff and Andy got tired of being ripped off on blade prices. One big company in particular rhymes with Schmalette. Jacked their prices again and again and made a fortune uh, while we all spent a fortune. Jeff and Andy quickly discovered the problem, the middlemen. So they bought their own factory, one that's been making blades for over 100 years so they can ship top quality blades directly to you. The result, quality products at your door for half of what you've been paying. And that's the Harry's story. Become a part of it. Go to harrys.com right now. Try their new shave set free of charge. You just pay the shipping. Sign up at harrys.com slash B-A-N-D-C. And because you're a loyal listener to this podcast, Harry's will even throw in a free post-shave bomb. But only if you log on to harrys.com. I always think of uh, Patrick Bateman when I think of the post-shave bomb. <laughs> I don't think Patrick Bateman's endorsing Harry's, though. But only if you log into harrys.com slash B-A-N-D-C. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, welcome back to the show today. Really appreciate you tuning in. I was, I still say tuning in because I still think we're on radio, but we're not. Well, they really. haven't invented a better term for it yet. I know. <laughs> Thanks for downloading us. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it does make sense. It makes sense, but it's, uh, it's not as... Uh, limber off the tongue. It doesn't have that ring to it. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No. But that's what we got to talk about tomorrow, Buzz. We got to talk about uh, radio on the app because okay. we bo- we both love talking about radio. and uh, yeah, We've seen some things. We've got some stories. Some of them might involve Larry King or G. Gordon Liddy. Yeah, they might. Oh, my God. That's, see, that's still How staggering. How weird was it to start my career reporting on, among other criminals, G. Gordon Liddy, and then years later, decades later, <laughs> yeah. do be doing re- news on his radio show. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then I used to come into the newsroom, and I would sit on the other side of that glass window. Normally, your chair during the Don and Mike show, and I used to sit right. on the other side of that glass, and uh, and G. Gordon Liddy was literally like five feet away from my face, and that... Yeah. Uh, that created some uh, some some fun little stories. Inside, sure did. We, we may get to those. those you're willing to pay for the after party? Oh, I know. Oh my God! And there's one. There's one involving uh, Mr. David Letterman. We're saying oh, yes. photograph of David Letterman and G. Gordon Liddy that I, I can't wait to tell that story on the show tomorrow. <laughs> Good. 
All right, so uh, Buzz Burbank is here from Buzz Burbank News and Comment, also a longtime friend of mine. I've been dying to get him on the show. Um, so today is the big day. Today is the big day. They vote on uh, the American Health Care Act, fuck yeah, inside uh, the House of Representatives. Sean Spicer said today, it's going to pass, so that's it. That's See, what he the said. Speaker, the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, like any speaker, has the option to postpone this vote. Yeah. Until he can make some adjustments or, you know, do some arm twisting. Right. But no, Sean Spicer, uh, White House press spokesman Melissa McCarthy, <laughs> says that we're going to have the vote today, hell or high water. Well, he's doomed. He's driven the car off the cliff. Yeah. Now the thing's going to go down in flames. Oh, of course. It's going to be an embarrassment to the Republicans, an embarrassment to the president, and we still have Obamacare, mostly, except for the parts they've chipped away at. Yep, yep. And we just uh, we learned a couple of days ago, in fact, that if Trump care fails, if Trump care goes down, and then Obamacare goes down, Say so Obamacare is just they say well, let's pretend that what Donald Trump says is true about Obamacare and, and let's ignore the fact that the C, CBO said Obamacare will still be going strong 10 years from now. Uh, and let's say Obamacare does do what Donald Trump thinks it's going to do and it fails sometime in two or three months. More people will lose their insurance under Trump care than if Obamacare expires just under its own weight. Oh, my God. Well, I'm not surprised to hear that. You know, the net effect of this could well be repeal without replace. And if that happens, not just Democrats are going to be pissed off, yeah. but the liber- uh, the uh, conservatives will be, too. Yeah. And they will take it out on these guys in 2018, which is not that far away now. Well, again, what we have is a situation where we've got people who hate government, who mm-hmm. want s- the smallest government possible, small enough they that think. you can... You can drown it in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And, and now what they've decided to do is to create their own health care legislation. And, it's, and of course, it's going to be worse. Of course, it's going to be terrible. And of course, you know, the White House itself is saying that 20, what is it? 26 million. It's 24 million, according to the CBO, 26 million, according to the White House. The actual Trump White House said 26 million people will lose their insurance wow. under under Trump care, and yet he's still going around saying it's going to be terrific. It's going to be the most terrific oh, healthcare. China. That's all he knows. That's and all he besides, knows. Besides, who knew it was this complicated? <laughs> Here's Donald Trump in a uh, in a video message to his supporters uh, today, earlier today. Americans were told that Obamacare would bring down prices and increase options. You were told that you could keep your plan and keep your doctor. You were given many many false stories. The fact is you were given many lies. Go with our plan. It's going to be terrific. You're going to be very, very happy. Call your local representative. Call your senator. Let them know that you're behind our plan. Couple of things about this. First of all, he sounds, you know what he sounds like? This just occurred to me listening to this audio. What do you think he sounds like? He sounds like the commandant from the police academy movies. I also hear a six-year-old or younger, no, a four-year-old who's learning to read. <laughs> right. Or a guy in high school who didn't study for the oral exam and is now right. having to bullshit his way through an answer. Right. That's, the, that's the main one. The other thing that I hear 
when I hear that videotape message about how Obamacare is a disaster, but our replacement plan, I'm not going to give you any details about our replacement plan. Right. Uh, it's just going to be very, very terrific. Terrific. It's yeah. going to be great. You're going to love it. Right. You know what it sounds like? Sounds just like this. When it comes to great stakes, I've just raised the stakes. The Sharper Image is one of my favorite stores with fantastic products of all kinds. Yeah. That's why I'm thrilled they agree with me. Trump stakes are the world's greatest stakes, and I mean that in every sense of the word. And then he goes on to name all the different ways. You know what? His Trump stakes ad is more thorough and factually detailed than his actual message about the uh, American Health Care Act. Yeah. And I'm more inclined to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Do you, I mean, Buzz, are you like me? Do you do your steak shopping at Sharper Image? <laughs> no, not usually. Steak <laughs> knives, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I always go in. I get my produce at uh, Brookstone. <laughs> I, I go in for a massager and I, I pick up some beets. You know, That's right. <laughs> feels good. The beets are more tender if you massage them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Some so, yeah, and it's by the way, no wonder, no wonder Donald Trump's uh, approval rating right now, according to Quinnipiac. How do you say that, Buzz? By Quinnipiac. the way, Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. It's okay. an Indian name, I believe. Yeah, upstate New York. That would make sense. And uh, that's the university, and it's fun to say Quinnipiac. Yeah, and I say I say Quinnipiac just to piss people off. <laughs> Wrong I, again. You and I are the only ones who know this. No one's going to call you on it. I know. Well, I, oh, oh, believe me. I have been called on mispronouncing Quinnipiac. Uh, Quinnipiac, uh, or however it's pronounced. Uh, right now, Trump is at 37% approval, 56% disapproval. That matches right. the, uh, the Gallup numbers from the other day. But the really revealing poll today from... Knipiak. Wrong. <laughs> uh, is actually the uh, the uh, Trump care approval number, which is literally at, uh, what's the number? 13%? <laughs> yeah, 13%. Good job. It's terrific. You're going to love it. Yes, it's very, very terrific. <laughs> By the way, did I tell you? It's terrific. Hashtag terrific. <laughs> Good God. God. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and again, we shouldn't be proceeding on any of this stuff because this guy and his cronies are under investigation for colluding yes against our system with the Russian government. Yes, and exactly. And the system, and the assumption has to be made that if you have an agent of the Kremlin, an agent of Putin, an agent of Russian oligarchs inside the White House, that that agent is going to therefore install people who are either sympathetic to Russia or have been approved by Vladimir Putin. And while Neil Gorsuch, who I, I want to return to Neil Gorsuch yeah, after we take another break. there? Well, I mean, when it comes to Neil Gorsuch, I don't know. I don't know what the connection is. Did uh, did did Trump's team run Gorsuch by Putin and Putin gave his uh, sign of the cross and blessed him I with some know, holy water? I don't know, but it's a fair question. Yeah. And that alone is disturbing. Exactly. A question like that would be fair. Yep. Yep. And, and of course, th- th- it's b- by that measure <laughs> don't even mention it inside uh dc circles because it's uh of course it's it's radical it's considered radical to actually well, be alarmed by the fact that our uh that, that one third of the federal government has basically been taken over by the russian government it does seem that way and in i believe my first newscast of the year and i'll tell you what happened mm. i covered the election and i like a lot of people like trump thought Clinton was going to win. Yeah. And I honestly thought about retiring after the election. Yes. I thought my work here is through. Mm-hmm. I know and a lot of people who thought the same then thing. Trump got elected 
And then I thought, no, I have important work to do. Yeah. And so do a lot of other people. And even though my reach is nothing like NBC or the New York Times, uh, if I can touch some people who can pass what they've learned along to other people, yeah. maybe I can help and I want to help. Well, you know, so it, that's it, why I stayed with it. And uh, I don't know what will happen once this is settled, but I do believe it will be settled. You know, there's a, uh, a metaphor that I actually picked up from an episode of The West Wing. Believe it or not, I picked up something from The West Wing. That's a Great shocker. Show. Aaron Sorkin I'll, yeah. uh, Sorkin, I'll watch anything he writes. Well, he did this scene with Josh and Leo. And Leo tells Josh, this is Josh sort of dealing with PTSD after the assassination attempt. Spoiler! Uh, and so what uh, Leo told him this story. And uh, I thought it was really appropriate to the consequences of of the election. In fact, I think I told the story originally back uh, the day after the election when we did a show that day. And the, the story is basically a guy falls in a hole and he's lay, he's sitting there in a the hole and he can't get out of the hole. And a, a priest passes by and he yells up to the priest. Hey, hey buddy, can you help me out? Uh, Father, can you help me out of this hole? And the priest uh, writes down a prayer, drops the prayer down in the hole. The doctor comes by. The guy says, hey, doc, can you help me out? I'm stuck in this hole. So the doctor writes out a prescription, throws the f- prescription down there. And uh, I was like, thanks for nothing. And then uh, and then this guy's buddy walks by. He said, oh, hey, I recognize you. Can, can you help me out of this hole? And the guy's friend jumps into the hole with him. And he said, what are you doing? Why are you? You jumped in this hole. Now we're both trapped in the hole. He said, yeah, but I've been in this hole before and I know the way out. Oh, my God. And I thought that was so... So perfect, and that's, a, for, that's an Aaron Sorkin story if ever I heard one. But it's yeah. it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, simple. And I feel like Buzz that uh, that we've been through the Bush years. You, I mean, you reported right. on on Watergate as one of your your first major stories as a newsman. Right. And I I feel like we almost have a responsibility, an obligation. Yeah. To that's why I stayed exactly to to pass along our limited amount of experience uh, or vast amount of experience as as the case may be uh, to to those who are just now experiencing politics for the first time and having in that process having to cope with someone who is so utterly monstrous and vulgar like Donald Trump that hopefully we can lend some perspective and maybe even a little bit of of hope along the way and I think that's like I said. Our main job is conveying this to the people who are trying to pay their bills and raise their kids. That's right. And that's very hard to do. As if it weren't hard enough in Watergate, we have 10 times as many names involved in this. Yeah. And double that and make half the names Russian. And that makes it even harder for uh, an otherwise occupied public to pay attention, understand, understand the importance of it, and figure out how to act yeah exactly and that's that's the main thing i think and how- so we we must be careful yeah. not to get focused on the wrong details yeah and not lose sight of the bigger story we must be careful not to be so consumed by politics them and us as we should be consumed with pursuing criminals and those mm. who would conspire against this country all for the purpose of getting elected yeah yeah and and here we are here we are not only dealing with a despotic regime, a regime that normally we would just disagree with on policy. It's, I can't believe right. that he signed that executive order. I can't believe he's about to sign that piece of legislation. Right. And and we could really get into Donald Trump's budget, which is a serious f- 
you to his own people. It's a you to the rest of the country. Uh, but we're not just dealing with just that. We're dealing with this whole layer of insanity on top of it. The, the, right. I've had Republican presidents before. I didn't like them, but <laughs> right. I wasn't worried that the Russians were influencing American policy. Yeah. Yeah. This is so different. Yeah. And it's it's the problem that I'm having is what happens on the next election day? What happens uh, election day, even election day 2017? There's a, a an off year election coming up in November. There's going to be a bunch of primaries uh, throughout the summer, ballot initiatives being voted on. How deeply has Russia uh, sunk its talons into the American system? We don't know. You know, I think they're OK with simple challenges like yeah. the presidential race because you just have a couple of people at the end of the day yeah. running for that job uh to for them to keep track of all these congressional races uh for them to interfere in independently run uh elections in various states yeah it's going to be nigh on impossible for them to do that now it is important that and we need to explain this to the people mm. who we're having trouble reaching. Yeah. We need to explain to them that uh, the importance of preserving the system. That this isn't about who wins. This is about making sure that the election is clean. Mm. And I guess the way to win over people who don't care and the people who don't agree with this is to convey to them the importance of making sure that the next election is clean yeah yeah and that's there's going to be a whole there has to be an entire reconstruction process that happens after this trump russia thing goes away and hopefully that that going away will be very soon but i mean after that again it's as i was saying before it, the, now we have to rebuild what we have to rebuild uh, trust in institutions we have to be, rebuild trust in uh, the aggregation of news and the reporting of news there uh, rebuild yeah. rebuild trust i think in the American presidency and our system of government, because everything has been torn down and yeah. this guy's making it worse and worse and worse every second that goes by. It breaks my heart as a journalist, or I consider myself a journalist, it breaks my heart to think that people think so poorly yeah. of the professionals who exposed Watergate, mm. of the professionals who day in and day out expose all kinds of problems that cause changes. Uh, the media reports on things that cause lawmakers to make changes mm. that ultimately improve our lives because we called it out. Yeah, yeah. And so people need to remember the importance, and, and they need to remember that the media is their friend and not their enemy. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just very frightening, and I'm a little challenged as to how to turn that around. Well, that's what's so cynical about the uh, about the Trump plan, if there is even a plan. I just I tend to believe there's no three dimensional chess. He's just doing right. whatever he you know he's he lives in the inter the eternal now. He doesn't Agreed. deal with anything else. I heard you say that. And I agree. But I mean, one of the most cynical aspects of it is the fact that he's uh, he seized upon the distrust in the news media and and weaponized that into something that he can actually use and that right. he can he can basically now. create create his own reality simultaneous with calling, you know, the people who actually are reflecting reality fake news. So that, that's what's so dastardly about this or one of the many dastardly <laughs> layers in all of this nonsense. All right, well, I'm continually an optimist and yeah. I think that just as the numbers of people distrusting the media grew from its usual wacky base, yeah. I think it will recede back to its usual wacky base 
once we get past this yeah. and once it begins to soak into people exactly what is happening. Yeah, I really hope the uh, the pendulum metaphor is accurate. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's not going to get stuck in the current position it's in. Put our eye out. All right, one last break. We'll come back and uh, wrap up the show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back. It's our Thursday show. Thank you for joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for supporting the show at Patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. Um, it just occurred to me, Buzz, I could have had you do these uh, these liners live. That would have been fun. This is the Bob Seska Show. <laughs> You know, ever since I was a little kid, I could sit up in front of the TV. I wanted to be an announcer. Now, yeah. as I matured, I got interested in journalism. Yeah. But at, in the heart of it, in my heart, I'm an announcer. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I love doing that. I do commercials here and there. And uh, yeah, I get a big thrill of it. I'm very honored to be the voice of this show. <laughs> and you were gifted with a hell of a set of pipes, my friend. That's how they say it, in the business. You know, pipes. it's really what you do with it. Yeah. I, I, You know, my voice is okay. It isn't. I like to think it isn't about that. I think it's about what you do with it. Yeah, yeah. It's more. It's more of the personality. That's why I've always felt that. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's get back into it here. Um, what's happening? Okay, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Russia here. <clears throat> okay, we've been kind of dancing around this uh, throughout the show today. Uh, at, first of all, Adam Schiff said to Chuck Todd yesterday. This is a pretty big deal. Adam Schiff com- confirmed to Chuck Todd that there's more than just circumstantial evidence. If you remember back to Sunday, right. he told Chuck Todd, Adam, this is, again, Adam Schiff, who's the ranking Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee, told Chuck Todd that there's circumstantial evidence, but don't downplay uh, the charges because there's just circumstantial evidence. The circumstantial evidence is really solid here. And he compared it to if you go to bed at night and there's no snow on the, on the ground and if you wake up the next morning and there's snow on the ground, you can infer that snow <laughs> fell during the night. It's only tangible evidence if you saw it snow. Yeah. But I love that analogy. That's a perfect way to explain this. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what he said. And, and so he said yesterday, though, on the daily version of Meet the Press, uh, that uh, that there's much more than just circumstantial evidence. Here is uh, Adam Schiff yesterday. Who took, you thought that at the time, former uh, director of national intelligence, James Clapper, was too definitive when he said no evidence of collusion um, at the time that he served through January, essentially January 20th. 
uh, of this year. Um, what basis can you feel confident saying that that the director of national Intel- that the director of national intelligence oversold something? Well, look, I don't think it was uh, deliberate on the director's part, uh, but all I can tell you is um, reviewing the evidence that I have. Um, I don't think you can conclude that at all. Uh, far from it. Uh, and but, I think but you admit uh, that, it's uh, a circum. All you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that, uh, and I can't go into the particulars. But there is more than circumstantial evidence now. So, um, again, I think so. You Director have Clapper, seen direct evidence of collusion. Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial uh, and, uh, and is very much worthy of investigation. So uh, mm-hmm. that is what we ought to do. Uh, now, again, I think we have been dealt a, a serious body blow to the credibility right. of our ability to get answers uh, yeah. by today's events. And to me, it underscores the importance of having an independent commission look at this uh, as a supplement to anything the Congress does. Okay, that's that's a pretty big deal right there, and uh, so so basically the the fact is, and I think this happened in response to what Nunes's uh, shenanigans from yesterday. Absolutely, and by the way, Nunes did apologize today, but of course the damage had already been done. Jesus God, he really beclowned himself yesterday, uh, Devin Nunes. I mean, everyone. I mean, there are Republicans saying, "What the hell is going on over there?" Uh, John McCain is calling for. A, uh, a a special committee uh, to uh, to investigate that's not so uh, politicized as this one clearly is with uh, Devin Nunes rushing. I mean, for God's sake, he rushed right up Pennsylvania Avenue, didn't give anyone else any of the other evidence that he had, and just blabbed it all right to Donald Trump. It basically, as, yeah. As for Adam Schiff's bombshell yeah. about more than circumstantial evidence, maybe I get excited about the wrong things, mm. but again, I remember Watergate and I remember revelations along the way that were key moments that were turning points that began to turn the tide against Richard Nixon, Mm. even among those in the middle who thought America could do no wrong. That's right. That's right. And in this case, uh, the information that's coming out, what, what is, I'm, I'm kind of guessing what the actual solid information is, is recordings or details of conversations between Trump associates and Russian officials, Russian government officials to coordinate the release of the WikiLeaks documents from the DNC and the John Podesta emails. So this was all a matter of coordinating the timing of how this was stu- this stuff was going to come out. Now remember, there's the other angle to all of this, which is the bots. There existed, uh, I don't know how many thousands if not millions of bots out there that would go millions, and they would millions and in the yeah. week before the election there were 20 million tweets about the election yeah 20 percent of those yes. came from bots the vast majority of which were anti-clinton or pro-trump yeah uh and that sort of flooding of the social media airwaves with what was in fact fake news mm-hmm. and fed by breitbart which was run by Bannon, who's now in the White House with Trump. Yeah. Uh, you know, the dots now connect themselves, and the <laughs> timeline is establishing itself. Yep. And since U.S. intelligence monitors everything they can concerning Russian officials, I think that evidence is there. Yeah. 
And you know, talking about, and they have to. I mean, they there has to be coordination between the at least. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, 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 maybe it doesn't include the actual Trump White House now, but although it might and very well could, mm-hmm. um, the, the real collusion to me was occurring during the campaign, where Trump's people had to coordinate with the Russians with WikiLeaks in order to seize upon these dumps. So they had to know ahead of time what was going on. Otherwise, they couldn't organize the campaign around the existence of these things. You just can't layer these kinds of document dumps on top of a campaign without the campaign coordinating its own actions and strategy based on, you know, how to react or how what to expect from these documents. So I think the real collusion was Russia or WikiLeaks telling Trump people, all right, we're about to release another thing or we're about to blitz with a bunch of pro-Trump stories using bots on social media. We're about to do that, too. And and it has to. I mean, it's political strategy. You have to know when these things are going on. They had to have been told. And and at the very least, I think that's the very minimum in terms of the details of cooperation between the Trump campaign and Russia, that actually occurred. Now, that may just be the beginning point. Like I've been saying all along, we're just seeing the tip of this gigantic iceberg, and there's all kinds of ice underneath the surface of the water that is, is, is I mean, we'll, we may never know because so much of it is classified. But um, as the iceberg shrinks from global yeah. warming, uh, more <laughs> of the yeah, iceberg yeah. will rise above the water and right. we'll see what's going on. You know, there is evidence now that members of the Trump transition team did collude with Russian officials on the time, or at least WikiLeaks, on the timing yep. of the release of those useless Hillary Clinton emails. Yep. And uh, so it's this is all going to come together. We need patience to gather this stuff, but the dots are now connecting themselves. And we need a little patience with the American people to understand why this is important yeah. so that we can prevent it from ever happening again. I mean, aside from the fun of throwing people in prison. There's a this big story at AP, uh, because I think this is the biggest story of the of the Russia revelations so far beyond just how do you we're investigating. <laughs> yeah, I know. But but I mean this one is is really big. I think this is yeah. as far as you know, beyond the top tier levels of this story. Oh, Trump colluded with Russia to hijack the election. Beyond that, at the sub level, I think this is maybe the biggest story we've seen so far. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, Buzz, but this is pretty big about Paul Manafort Uh um, being paid $10 million a year by the aluminum king of Russia. So far, we've had the fertilizer king. Now we've got the aluminum king of Russia. And uh, I'm, I keep expecting the potassium king because Russia <laughs> we'll has superior potassium. No, it's Kazakhstan has superior potassium. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but you know, it's on never, their flag. <laughs> exactly. And and so, uh, starting in June of 2005, Paul Manafort, who was the CEO and chairman of the Trump campaign from March through July of last year, was receiving ten million dollars from the <laughs> aluminum king in order to promote. Russian government interests inside the United States in order in order to spread pro Putin pro Russia propaganda inside the United States and that those payments continued on in perpetuity we don't know for sure whether or not uh, uh, Paul Manafort was still receiving money from the Russian government last year but I can say even though you know we know Paul Manafort's a wealthy man he didn't take any salary from the Trump campaign last year. 
But here's the real fun part of that story. What Manafort did would be perfectly legal had mm. he registered with the U.S. government as an agent for a foreign government. Exactly. You can do that. It's legal. Yep. It's allowed if you register. Yeah. He did not. Failure to register, my friends, is a felony, a federal <laughs> yes. felony. See, now we're getting somewhere. Now we've got something. <laughs> this is how it started with Watergate. Exactly. This is great. And this is what I mean about this story being maybe the, the biggest story so far, because what it does is it directly establishes a Trump insider Right. promoting the Putin government inside the United States and being paid countless millions of dollars to do it, maybe in the, in the hundreds of millions, at least $10 million a year. And they've got the checks, they've got the receipts, they've got the documents. I sound like Alex Jones. Yeah, they got the documents right here. Uh, but uh, but this is this is for real. And, and it's just, I, I just, I keep looking at this stuff and I see a story like this and I go, good Lord, why is why aren't people running through the streets with their hair on fire right now? Why and this is sort of maybe your domain buzz, but I keep wondering why uh, people in the news aren't going. What the fuck is this? I, I just keep expecting. <laughs> well, you know, Chuck Todd to get up <laughs> behind the scenes, yeah. and they're trying to say it more and more on the air. Yeah, I love it when something like this happens that promotes. <laughs> journalists growing balls and <laughs> yeah exactly you know we we needed that because we've gone too long without it uh-huh and uh, i know i got too soft i was actually i'm ashamed to admit too soft during the bush administration yeah w's administration uh just too easy going and maybe i felt like it sometimes it wasn't worth the fight yeah but, uh, uh, but then again i mean I, i'm up for this one yeah but do, but don't downplay the forum you were on during the uh during the True. bush years because it True. wasn't I, I wish i'd done more with it at yeah the time. yeah i don't know but i mean I mean, was it maybe this is something we could talk about tomorrow in the after party but but sure. was it really the nature of the show that you were on no, to uh, to get problem, that deeply sure. into it yeah. yeah now i'm free to do whatever i want <laughs> I mean, that, god damn it's 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 literally the best hour of news you're going to get uh, anywhere on the internet and that's uh, buzz burbank news and comment buzzburbank.com realmnetwork.com r e l m network.com ah oh, god find him on facebook find him everywhere Thank you for coming on the show today, but stick around. We're going to talk about for about another 10 minutes after this music is done playing. We've got the post-mortem show up next. You can sign up at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. And uh, if you sign up at the $5 level, it's $5 a month to get the post-mortem show. That's two post-mortem shows per month. It's where we just continue gabbing after the theme, after the end credits roll. Sort of a post-credits scene on every show. That's what we do. You sign up at $10 a month, you get the two post-mortem shows plus the after party. Uh, if you sign up at $15 a month, you get the two post-mortem shows, the after party, plus an unbleeped commercial-free version of this show that you just heard. It's going to be and, worth it. And other free shows. What's that? It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Oh, God. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially tomorrow's after party. Again, patreon.com slash Bob and Chez, and we'll see you on the post-mortem show coming up next. Take care, folks. Thank you, Buzz. Bye-bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog. Oh. <laughs>